Welcome back to Perspective. In today's episode, I'm going to be sitting down with Chris Laird and Burke Bloom, the founders of Rancho Coldboro, which is a coffee brand that they describe as lightning in a bottle. Specifically, Rancho is a single-serving prepackaged coffee company that is tailored towards customers who want a highly caffeinated coffee without the bitterness and strong taste of normal black cold brew. For USC students, I'm sure you know this brand as they are always selling their cold brew at pop-ups and they have their stickers posted all around campus. In today's interview, we are going to discuss how this small business got its footing, how they stand out in a saturated market, and the future of Rancho Cold Brew. With that being said, let's see what Chris and Burke's perspective really is. All right, guys, welcome to Perspective. Um, Thank you for agreeing to do this. I feel like I personally have seen Rancho evolve since I'm in the same grade as you guys, but um, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about the behind the scenes and everything that's really gone into this company. Thank you very much for having us. We're excited to be here. (laughs) Okay, so before we get into all things Rancho Cold Brew, can you tell me a little bit, maybe like how you found yourself at USC and how you guys became friends? Because um, ultimately you guys are business partners, so something must have clicked along the way. Yeah, so um, funny story there, I actually met Burke the first time I, or the first day I was at USC. Um, We had a mutual friend who kind of connected us and then we both moved into Gateway the same day. Um, the iconic so, gateway. <laughs> yeah, gateway. Um, so a lot of memories shared there. We found each other's rooms on the first day. Um, I clicked with all my roommates. Bert clicked with all of his. And we're like, you know what? Like, I know this guy. Um, so that kind of, like, group of just eight kids immediately kind of just clicked. Um, and since then, Bert and I rushed the same fraternity. We live two doors down from each other now in the house. Um, and so it's really just evolved from there. And, uh, last semester he, um, came to me and he was like, Hey, like I've had this idea. He ran some other like really shitty ones by me. <laughs> I was like, no, we're not doing those. Like, no idea is a bad idea at the beginning. There exactly. we go. There we go. <laughs> um, and yeah. And then like, he was like, all right, cold brew. Like there's this other company that does this and I liked it. And we looked at the numbers and we're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, Basically what Chris said, we met in Gateway. Um, We've been friends since, but for the business aspect, I had this idea over the summer, not exactly Rancho, but just some sort of cold brew company. And I knew Chris had some business experience in the past. I had some, I thought he would be a great partner and I pitched it to him and from there it worked out well. Interesting. So you said that you had the idea over the summer. What kind of sparked that for you? Like, were you just a coffee lover yourself or how did that come about? The thing was, I wasn't huge into coffee. I um, visited my brother at Tulane University where one of his fraternity brothers, one of his best friends had a cold brew company. And I was always so interested just because first off, he was a college student that like started his own company, which I thought was awesome when I was in high school. But besides that, it was that like cold brew, I didn't know much about it. I researched it more and I found out that it's becoming much bigger. It's a new industry for coffee. It's healthier, higher caffeine, more college students drink it. So it really got me thinking like, I liked iced coffee before. It gets watered down. It's not as strong. Let's go into cold brew. Smart. Yeah, so you had this idea for Rancho, then you came together and had a business partner um, and really solidified your idea. But what was like the first step that you took that you were like, okay, 
we're going to do this. We're going to get a company. We're going to start it up and we're going to sell cold brew. So Chris will agree with this. I think I remember walking into his room, maybe the first week of this year, last semester, I pitched him the idea. He liked it. And then from there, I would say a month straight, I would go into his room at probably like seven to 8 p.m. We would stay in there till midnight and we would just be researching, watching YouTube videos on his TV, put it, pulling up articles in our classes. Like we'd be sending each other links and stuff, just researching it. And like we were feeding off of each other all this cold brew information that we had no idea. We didn't know anything about what beans to use, even the water, like the whole process. And so like every day we would just learn more about it and it would inspire us. And now we work and it's very spontaneous. Like, oh, we have to do this. We have this meeting. But before it was like, look, I'm going to walk into Chris's room around 8 p.m. And we would just stay up and wouldn't even realize it, it turns to like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And we're loving just learning about the coffee. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's kind of crazy to think like how little we knew about coffee before mm-hmm. all this. Um, and then in like, I would say the span of a month, we just learned so much. Like we were always, always working. Um, we we're just doing constant research before like adding things to say like our startup list, how much it's going to cost, all that, whether this is like actually an option of a business we can do. Um, and I'm really happy that we decided it was. And um, so we just bought everything we needed. We bought, we turned like half of my room into like storage <laughs> space lab. for everything. Yeah. Um, like a big like chest freezer in there and everything. Um, and yeah. And now it's just kind of evolved to be like, we are always doing rancho stuff. It wasn't just like, now it's not just like a segment at the end of our day. It's always like every single day we have something. We have this meeting. We have, say, this podcast even. Um, and like earlier today we had like a marketplace, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's almost like we, we kind of tell each other now when we have school, we tell each other like, like, hey, I have class here and here. We tell each other like the times we can't do Rancho, um, which is definitely stressful at times, yeah. but it's really exciting and it's something to do. Being an entrepreneur is constant. It's, yeah. it's like this like baby that you have to nurture all the time and it's mm-hmm. that's like the great part about it though yeah. like even with this podcast I feel like I'm always doing something for it but at the end of the day you love it so and it's, it's funny great, that yeah. you say that because Chris and I are both like the <clears throat> like the crazy uncles mm-hmm. so it's like imagine two <laughs> uncles trying to like take care of a little child we, we make it work and we have so much we make fun it work it, but we're we make it fun like, we're always like learning through the process that's the thing and that's it's kind of funny that Bray says that he hasn't said that before it's um but the thing about it, because it's like that is a, an aspect that people really love about Rancho. It's like that it's like pretty like carefree. It's like um, it's very in line with kind of the like casual, like taking it easy demographic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't like try to be too corporate or try to be too official. I'm like always roasting Burke on our Rancho like Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Um and so we make it a little more personal. People know who's behind the company. Um, and we thank our fans for our successes. We like let them know what we're doing every day. Um, and we, we really want to give back to them. So it's like we're planning events for the future. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's like just from where we started, the reason it happened was when we were testing our coffee and our water ratio and all that stuff, we would just be going into our house that we lived in like go room to room and we'd say what tastes better cup A or cup B and we would do it to like five people let's say and then everyone in the house just like runs to our room like we want to try it and it's crazy how supportive everyone's being like from the beginning 
even the people we live with, like the 25 guys, when we would only show two of them, all 25 were involved. They want to help out. They want to post it on their Instagram. And now it's like, as we evolve, it's just that on a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. So people like, we don't even reach out that much to other companies or markets or anything, but they reach out to us and it's like, when they do that, we look out for them and vice versa. So I feel like yeah. all USC companies and just like customers are all connected and help each other out. This is such a great place to start something and try it out because you have this amazing test market that are college students and like your friends that are willing to support you. So it's kind of like research, like you were saying with like, oh, do you like cup A better or cup B? Like they do that in the real world, but it's just at your fingertips here, which is like so great. And I love that. All like today at um, Trojan Marketplace, like everyone just supporting each other. Like there's no competition. Like everyone has their cool niche thing that they do really, really well. And everyone just supports each other, whether it be like collabs or pop-ups with other people. It's just, it's really great to see. And one of the things I love about USC companies specifically. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. The people in the community are great because they like, people want to see other people do well here, which is, mm-hmm. which is a really cool thing. Um, and so it's like all our friends who are our first fans, our first supporters, um, we're like so inspired. Like at the end, they were like always reposting us being like, Oh, look at Rancho, look at Rancho. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's how we got a lot of our first opportunities. That is how Duffel reached out to us. Like on the first day, mm-hmm. we kind of planned to get into Duffel like way, way down the line, like months later. Um, and it was like the first day they're like, Hey, do you want to like stock with us? We're like, absolutely. Like, and then we had to scramble to see if we could even do that. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? You make it work um, though. Yeah, going, going right, off exactly. of that, like, um, this like goes away from the market and all that you're talking about, but something I thought was really funny. And I guess most like new entrepreneurs do this, but in the beginning, I would say first week to like the first month when we didn't even have our coffee yet, Chris and I were so passionate about like, let's start everything now. Let's start selling. Like, mm-hmm. We don't even have our coffee. We don't even have our brewing <laughs> equipment. And we're, like, we're, we're both checking Amazon, like seeing how many days it's going to take to get our cooler in this. And we're like, let's do an event. Let's try to get on Duffel. Let's try to do this. And like, it was funny because it obviously wasn't possible then, but it still like worked out now months down the line everything we wanted to do we did and we're still doing more but in the moment like when you start it we got so inspired like chris said mm-hmm. that we're just like all right let's start everything up right now it was just pretty yeah. funny to look back at that yeah and we are very like go 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 you know what i mean um and i had to tell burke recently to stop double booking pop-ups for us on the same day and it'll be like an hour low overlap of the times he's like no like we can split up like you can go over there and then i'll go over and like it never works out but it's it's because he just wants to like keep going with it you know to see how high it can go um gotta be ambitious that's absolutely as an entrepreneur and it's great because it's like we kind of keep each other in check a little bit you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um yeah chris and i have very different personalities but like running a business it goes well because if it was just my way or just chris's way rancho would be so different so like (laughs) there's so many times i tell him no he tells me no and like if if we did like if we had the same vision it would yeah it would just be completely different yeah, I was going to oh, ask yeah. you guys what the dynamic between you or was because they say, like, don't do business with friends. So I wanted to get your take on that. Burke, Burke, I'll, I'll say this. Like, we definitely will have disagreements about what we always what we want to do, but they're always, like, handled really well. It's always, mm-hmm. like, um, Burke will, like, get a little frustrated and then I'll get a little frustrated or, like, vice versa. 
and then we'll be like, okay, like we like logic. We're very logical about it, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. And so it's like if one of us presents why this is the right view, then it's like you're right. Let's do this, and then it's just we move forward like like so quickly. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's all like we have the same goal. Um, and so that's why I think it like works really well between us. Yeah, we're like working with a friend, like you said, it's super it can be super hard and most people say, Don't work with family, don't work with your close friends, like keep social life and business life completely separate, which I do get. But working with Chris, like we have our disagreements. There's so many like I like I said, visions that he has or I have that we just like aren't on the same page with. But we both like pick and choose our battles. We both like come to mm-hmm. an agreement at the end of the day. And so far, even if we like bicker at each other a little bit, it's always worked out. Like, I feel like these past five months could have gone. Like, if I had another partner, we could have fought way more. So, so far, it's so far it's been great. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah, um, and it's like it's funny because it's like you're asking about the dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like. Um, Burke definitely keeps the more like level head, you know what I mean? When it comes to like decisions, I'll have like I'm more conservative crazy ideas. Totally, yeah. And I'll be like, oh, let's go here, let's go here, let's go here. You know what I mean? Um, and a lot of those deals are or ideas are fucking awesome. And sometimes Burke is like, all right, let's do it. And like that's great because then it's like because a lot of them are also like really stupid, you know? Hey, like, balance totally each other out. It's right. Important. And so he's like, okay, like let's do that. Let's not do that. Like no way. Yeah, I would say doing. Chris is the uh, Chris is the idea guy. So Chris just shoots the ideas and like it's most of the time I say no, but I feel like that's good cuz then that means his certain ideas that I say yes, like and we go with are the like are good because if it was always yes, 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 then you wouldn't trust my word that much. Right, now no, exactly. Only- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like all my ideas are like half-baked, right? Like I just say them when I think of them mm-hmm. and then Burke will like really like think it over and we'll talk about them and be like, okay, have you thought about this? It's like, okay, like, yeah, it's probably a smart thing to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said earlier, you got to work through the not so good ideas to get to the good ones. Absolutely. Yeah, so far, uh, we've been doing well with it. So yeah. no, no complaints with Chris's yeah, keep ideas. Keep doing what you're doing. A funny, a funny example of that would be like, we were like writing down lists of names for what the company was going to be at the very beginning. I was going to ask what the name was. Yeah. Or how you came um, up with it. And I wish we had that list. I'm sure we do somewhere in like a notes app or something. <laughs> but like some of the ideas I was spinning out were just like ridiculous. Like we'd never have them. Um, That's a good example because yeah, I remember Chris just sent me like in a span of 20 minutes, just sent me hundred names. And I think it was over text. Just sent like a, a name, a name. And it just kept going and just no, no. Like I wouldn't even give him a reason. No, 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 no. And then, Thumbs down. And then I'd be like, I'd be like, maybe no, no, no. And then after like the 70th name, I'm like, yes. And then I was, and then we talked about it and it was done. It was so easy. When we found, when I said Rancho finally, Berkeley's was like, yeah, that's it. And we're like, yeah, that's it. And yeah. I contradict like most things. And so if I don't contradict something, if it's Chris or if it's just anyone, like most points people make, I'm like, okay, but let me see the other side. Play devil's advocate with that. So when Chris said that, I didn't even have to. I was like, all right, you like Rancho? I love the name. Let's let's, let's do it. What was your inspiration for the name? Like, how'd you come up with that? Um, we wanted to make it like a very like all natural coffee, right? We didn't want it mm-hmm. to ever be like, whether it was like just selling to our friends or like eventually selling to a lot of people, we didn't want it to be something that like had a lot of like added chemicals, ingredients or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want like kind of like the countryside and like I'm from Texas. So like kind of like the ranches I would go to, um, like just are very like kind of like natural, pure to me. 
Um, and so that's kind of where I drew the connection. Um, and we added the O because Rancho in Spanish, or Ranch in Spanish is Rancho. Got it. And I have a little Mexican in, in me. So that's where we got that from. Yeah, for me, stuff, stuff like name and our merch and all that, I, I let Chris do and I just like, he sends it to me and I say yes or no, kind of like what we were talking about. With something like the name, I just wanted, the only thing I really cared about was that it was short and like catchy. So the O at the end like gives it the emphasis, but like Rancher just one, like one word, like two syllables. And then, so that's why I said like Chris just would send a lot of names. Some of them were short, some of them were super long. And like, I could tell which ones I would liked first, like did not like at all. So I put it in Chris's hands and then, yeah, we just figured it out. It's kind of funny when people ask, like, like you just asked like the origin of the name, right? And it's like, Berg told you I was setting like 70 <laughs> names at a time, right? So it's like the origin of each one couldn't be that deep because I was just yeah. I was spitballing, right? And so when people ask me, I like try to be like, okay, like that's probably where it came from. And it's like, I know the term rancho from that, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? But but yeah, it was it was just kind of like a top of the mind thing, you know? Yeah. It does though, like we get our beans, they're Colombian beans. And so like a Colombian farm, like rancho, I feel like those have a correlation to each other. So that's also good aspect to look at it yeah i will say the like branding is really well done and like the earthy tones match what you were talking about with the all natural ingredients and i feel like western wear and like just the western theme is really trendy right now i mean it's always been there like people Mm -hmm. in texas have always worn cowboy boots but now like every girl at coachella was wearing them so just interesting how like I don't know, it's trendy. I'm looking at the logo on your hat right now, but also it's like timeless in a way too. So playing on those two ideas was, even though I don't know if you intentionally did that, but it works really well. Yeah, we definitely wanted the Western theme. That's why it's like the the cowboy and the hat, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But we did, I think the two words, because we were coming up with words to describe the logo we wanted. Um, And it was like Western was definitely in there. Trendy was definitely in there. And that's why it's it's almost like an emoji of sorts. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's a very simple like sketch. Um, And so that's what we finally came up with. Um, The original logo was drawn on like my, I took a like black screenshot on Snapchat. And then drew it. It was using like the draw (laughs) feature. Yeah. Um, And then we sent it to our friend Max Dresner. Um, and he did like a way better version for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, actually his handwriting too, the Rancho Code Wheel. Oh, yeah, cool. But, um, Which is a cool with, yeah. our, with our logo, this is actually good. Our logo and our color scheme, so that like cream and brown, it's not just a normal cream and brown, but <laughs> Chris and I were so specific on this type of stuff that we spent. I think over a month, maybe it was like three weeks. It was, before. It was a week. <laughs> uh, we, we spent we spent a while. It's okay, three we spent weeks like sounds a week. better. We were like printing out like papers with different colors on them, right? Like, and each color has like a six digit hex code. Yes. Um, and so we were like finding every little code we liked, writing it mm-hmm. down, um, and but, then but dude, printing out like tried, papers. Before we tried the brown yeah. and cream, we were trying other colors for like a week. Oh, that's true, and too, then, yeah. And so we were checking red, green, like, every color, and then we would print out some of our favorite shades of green and blue and even white and all that. And then once we figured out, all right, brown and cream it is. Yeah, Then, like Chris was saying, we that color code, we found every single cream and brown and, like, printed them out on just a piece of paper, put it next to a bottle, and we're like, what looks best? We <laughs> did what we did with the coffee when people were trying it, and we, like, went around, what looks better? And then finally we got it. 
picking a color for a company is extremely hard. Yeah. yeah. I was, when I was making the logo for this podcast, I was really struggling because I was like, I want something bold and memorable, but now I'm running into the fact that it doesn't necessarily look good with other logos. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, you gotta, it's, it's hard, but yeah, it, it works well and it matches right. a lot. So, and you want that's one of those things when you're first starting a company that's hard not to be a perfectionist on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because it's like that's what everyone's gonna know you by. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm happy honestly that we spent that long on it because now it's like, like whenever we're doing pop ups or like markets or anything like that, like people will be kind of one of the first questions we'll ask is like, oh, have you heard of us before? Um, and it's cool because we're getting to a point where like I'd say like over half the people have that that we asked that mm-hmm. um, and they're like even if they haven't tried us they're like oh yeah I saw your logo on the sidewalk you know what I mean like yes. we spray painted it or like something like that so it's like we really like that like the logo is becoming a little recognizable mm-hmm. and speaking of branding I wanted to ask you guys about your Instagram because first of all it looks really well everything's super cohesive and the branding and the message of Rancho is very clear did you guys have a marketing plan from the start or was that something that kind of just happened organically the marketing plan is really something we do on the spot like a we don't have our post on like our Instagram post plan we kind of if we have a party or if we have a good pop-up and we get the right photo we'll post it it's like we don't even plan it the day before Chris and I meet and we go okay see this photo that's great and then we think of a caption on the spot and we do it so I think Chris and I like like I said with our business past um, marketing is something that like we feel stronger with so marketing and selling it it's like very natural to us it's not as hard as other things that we're learning like how to make the coffee the research of it and just mm-hmm. like the manufacturing process so yeah with marketing we were like all right we're bored one day let's go put stickers all over the floor or around campus so people see it we're very spontaneous with that type of stuff yeah yeah that's true and now that you say it like we should definitely should probably have more of a plan um and this summer that's what summer we're gonna work on we're gonna stay in la and map out our entire like semester Mm -hmm. um but yeah no that's it has been a lot of a spur of the moment things um but I feel like you guys are doing a good job because I, even I was gonna say it seems as though your consumers using your product are even consistent with your branding like you guys do the reviews on your story and I have uh-huh. to read a few because I tapped through them and I thought some of them were so funny so here's a few of them <laughs> drink one bottle of rancho and grew wi- grew wings this is like when Drake and Future dropped What a Time to Be Alive. When you give people nectar from the gods, they drink. I think that one might have been my favorite. So I don't know. It's telling that even like your consumers are understanding your brand. That's message, a great example right? of like just our friends or people that love Rancho at USC love helping out because we don't ask for that stuff. But when they see we repost or even not, they just on the like on our caption, they want to be funny. They want to be involved. And so, like, that's where people come in to support. Right. It's really great because it's, like, we have almost... So we started getting comments like that um, from the start, right? And it was, like, it was like our friends would try that and they would, like, feel all the caffeine in it. And then they would want to be funny about it, right? And we kind of, like, leaned into that as our brand message. You know what I mean? We saw how people were reacting and reacted to our customer base. Mm-hmm. Um which I think was really helpful because then it was like, we have like funny friends, you know what I mean? And so it's like, we were letting them like 
do a lot of it for us. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like create the brand image around us um, with what was consistent with kind of like our target audience. Yeah. I would honestly say most of our marketing, all this stuff we're talking about is word of mouth. USC, even though there's a lot of students here, it's very small. Everyone's really connected. So the reason when Chris was saying that almost or more than 50% of the people we ask like know what Rancho is, a lot of it is because like Chris and I are spray painting and doing all this stuff to help our name. But I would say like most of it is just, oh, my friend told me about this. Um, I, my friend loved this. My roommate loved this and I have to try it. So USC, like all these students that have tried it once, tell their friends who tell their friends and then the name just gets out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been really fortunate that like we like without years of experience or anything came across this product and like came up with this product that like people actually seem to really enjoy and seem to like help them. Moving into the logistics of things a little bit more, you talked about this in the beginning, but how do you go about making the actual cold brew? Do you guys have like a manufacturer? Did you perfect a recipe and give it to them? Or do you guys do it all yourselves? We do it all on ourselves. Okay. So, um, and it's, we're, we're producing more than we were when we started, when, mm-hmm. we, when we decided that was a good idea. Um, and so now we're having like growing pains, but yeah, so we... Um, we produce ourselves. We use the water, um, like like filtered water, and like like gallons and gallons, like sixteen gallons of it, um, and like ten pounds of coffee at a time. And we brew it for like a long time, almost twenty four hours. Yeah, I was gonna say cold brew. It's kind of like a time intensive activity. It's gotta right, sit for right. a long time. Every so, every cold brew is made differently, which is like most food or drinks, they're all made the same. But what makes cold brew different is that the amount of water, the amount of coffee, the type of coffee, and the amount of time that the coffee is brewed is all factors that change the taste. Like even the if, ratio of water to coffee. Even if you Got use it. different okay. filtered water, so if you use, like I know coffee companies, they do some coffee is brewed in Miami, some is brewed in California, and in LA, and they taste completely different because it's a lot of it's about the water, just two ingredients, coffee and water. And then the timing is a major factor. So. That's where it's like we when we tested it out and perfected it, it was a process because even if we did a one to four ratio versus a one to five ratio, it tasted different. And that's why like after plenty of trial and error, we got like our current recipe. And it's like in between like one to four and one to five or, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. it's like um, like we got really, really exact with it. But um Cobra is cool because it has a lot of benefits, and we discovered that when we were thinking about this, about starting it. Um, one of them being that it's a lot less acidic. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I so that. doesn't stain your teeth as much. Mm, yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with hot coffee, like say Keurig, like it only takes a few seconds because the water's hot, mm-hmm. so it's like it's so watery though. It's not right. that good, and yeah. it's like extracting all the flavor in a matter of seconds, and it can do that because it's hot. But then it also gets a lot more acidity in it um, and other things that you don't necessarily, like, need. Um, And that's why our cold brew tastes, like, really smooth is because, like, we brew it for so long that it's, like, it's at room temperature. So it's, like, not getting a lot of the extractions that you need a higher temperature for. Okay. it's only getting, like, the really flavorful parts. 
butt for 18 hours, you know, it's like people, all are, people try it and they're shocked when they find out how much caffeine's in it just because it's very mild tasting. It doesn't taste as strong as most coffee, but when you're brewing something for such a long period of time, like it just keeps giving it more caffeine. So a normal coffee that's brewed in a few seconds, like Chris said, is not going to extract as much caffeine as something that's brewed for 12 to 24 hours. Yeah. This is probably going to be the most important question I ask you guys all day. Mm-hmm. What in Rancho gives it all the caffeine? Is it just the fact that you brew it for a super long time? or? Well, the caffeine comes from the beans. It, it yeah. occurs naturally. Um, and so it is, it is the length at which, okay. yeah, that's, that is where it comes from. Yeah. And it's like more importantly, the beans we use. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys have to probably use a lot of coffee beans, like per gallon of water, right? So much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we are buying, I think 20 pounds of beans a week. Dang. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot wow. of coffee. Yeah. But, uh, we just have the, like, we have it shipped to us every week and, uh, it, it's been like it's been working so. and it's funny because we're still working out of where we live and so it's mm-hmm. like we're working out of where i live very barely keeps anything in his room <laughs> but um yeah so basically my room has just been converted we had like a pallet like you know those like i don't know like five by five foot like wooden pallets yeah so like that was like stacked like like i don't know like seven feet high with like just bottles that we had delivered out of a truck one day and Burke wasn't even there. And so I had to um, like unpack the entire thing and put basically like seven like big, like, I don't know, they're like, like five feet tall boxes of bottles like above my like bed kind of area, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, we're definitely gonna have to expand and make changes if we keep it up. Um, we've talked about like facilities close by, um, we should talk about but, backstory for that first because what? we weren't like we weren't buying pallets and pallets of bottles at first. We were buying oh that's we, true. We yeah. just find like these whole wholesale websites because we're such a small scale, especially when we started. When you're brewing, now we're doing a couple hundred bottles per week. But at first, let's say we we're doing fifty bottles per week, we only needed fifty bottles and fifty caps, which mm-hmm. you can't go to like a co-packager or anywhere and say. I need that. They'll only the minimum they'll do is thousands a week. So we went on one of those like container like packaging like wholesale websites. Mm-hmm. You look it up. You just get. We buy the bottle. We buy the caps. We buy. Yeah, think about those two. And it's like we're buying them at such a higher price than they should be right now, just because we're buying a small quantity. But that I was talking to the rep at the store, and I was like, we have our own coffee company. We're gonna be good. Uh, we're going to be good clients to have. So like, <laughs> give, what's the best discount? Come on, could, help us out what's here. What's the best discount you could do? He's like, well, the minimum we do on any discount is if you buy, I think like 1500 bottles. And that was just so much to us because yeah. we were making 50 a week at that point. Yeah, like, that would last like, you a very long time. It would be like a year until we finish all those. And then we we're just like, all right, screw it. We got the discount. We bought all those bottles. We thought it would be crazy. We thought we would never finish it. And now Chris and I, when we were brewing today, we were talking and we we're like, wow, we only have one or we have like two boxes left when we got so many of them before. So it's it's a cool thing to see like how we thought we would never finish that and now we're going to have to buy more. It kind of like, yeah, like, like something people don't understand with businesses is that like when you are in college, like what young people, when you're in college and you don't have a whole bunch of money and then you decide to invest 
money pretty much into yourself, right? Like into a business that you're starting. Um, that does a lot to motivate you. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's your money on the line. It's your ass on the line. At this point, it's like, even like we are tied to it. You know what I mean? I'll meet people and they're like, you're the rancher, dude. You know what I mean? And so it's like, that's where a lot of motivation comes from. It's like, you're putting like a lot of what you own and like that type of thing on the line. And so it's really easy to just like keep going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, want to do this and want to do this and want to do this. You know what I mean? Did you guys have any investors or anything, or was it simply just you guys investing your own just been, time and money into this? Just being Chris and I, we um, it honestly hasn't been that much. We still had to put up decent amount of money for like all of our startup equipment, mm-hmm. and now are ongoing because there's always like bottles and stuff to buy. But it wasn't that much, and Chris and I were just we didn't want to give equity up, or we didn't want just people coming and telling us what to do. Like yeah. there were people in our house that are friends with us. There's been like parents that we've met that love it and want to give us some money. And even though that's super helpful and like awesome that people want to help out and like be involved in it. Chris and I believe that we want 50, 50% and like just keep it between us. And yeah, we're, we're confident. We're like confident enough in ourselves that we don't want to give up equity and we don't feel that we need it, need to at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously if we are like, gonna get like a distribution deal or something like that right that might be a time where we would like have to do that and rethink that but at this point we are like very very happy just like keeping it between ourselves yeah our uh so as we were talking about like our goal is to not obviously be brewing in our house every weekend (laughs) it uh takes over everything show itself takes a lot of time but like the bottling process and the brewing process between two people is like it's a bitch just for chris and i to do everything we're both involved in our fraternity. We're both like have other things to do. So to be waking up early before an event or go to bed super late because we have to bottle like 150 coffees on the spot, it's not that fun. That's what's going to take us to our, uh, it's between short-term and long-term goal, like mm-hmm. not super long-term, but we really want to outsource. So Chris and I are just the sales and marketing people because we believe that's what we're best at. Yeah. So if we can just focus on like USC, let's say, and Chris and I are selling and marketing it every day, trying to get into new stores, trying to get do new events and like stuff like this podcast and all would be great. And then we just have someone else outsourcing, which will manufacture, like make our bottles, brew it for us, do everything. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously we're not there yet. That's a, that's what we're going to be working on this summer. Right. Yeah. And like most like something that I've kind of found out is that a lot of drink companies, um, like beverage companies, are really just the marketing side and the sales side of it. Um, like Red Bull, for example, mm-hmm. they outsource who they make it, and if you look at their bottles, say like, oh, produced by like another company, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's like we feel comfortable just like doing that as long as we can, um, like basically go to like a food scientist and like get a recipe that will scale well, because like. Mm-hmm. The recipe for cold brew will change as we scale. It won't all be okay. proportional, um, which is really hard for Burke and I to conceptualize. And like, we need a like professional to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, once we feel confident, like that we can like have this recipe that we can pass off to someone, then we can like start really thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, at what point do you need like a nutrition facts label? Right now. Right now. Yeah, I would not know what to do for that. Chris and I have been struggling so much. That's like our, 
biggest dilemma. Like so, I don't have many stresses, but the right. nutrition facts is a stress. So well, especially when you're making it out of your house, it's like, yeah, it's gonna the recipe's gonna change a little bit every time. It's not yeah. like it's um exactly we'll spill so a solidified or something. But um, the thing is, like, we need to get an LLC and we need to get a nutrition facts, and that's why we're not in any stores yet. So mm. yeah, is that expensive to do? Um, it's just a process. Yeah. So for nutrition facts, we talked to one group at first and they were just like really trying to tax us. They were like trying to charge a lot. Um, and so we were looking at different routes and, um, that's actually when we came up with the idea to sell merch to raise money for it. And we can talk about that Mm -hmm. later, but, um, yeah. And then Burke's, um, family friend had a connection with like a food scientist. And so that's who we're going through now. Um, and he's going to basically lab test our coffee and find nutrition facts for us, which has honestly been really, really cool. But it's, it's honestly been like kind of nice because you know how like with most companies that start up, even if they get huge in the beginning, you don't want to be like, you want to keep it on a small scale. We're raising money right now. So like when we were talking about going with the outsourcing route, that's awesome. But these companies that do it, the, the initial startup is like, well, like I'm just throwing out a number, let's say $30,000. We don't have that. Then you have to get investors, give up equity. Mm-hmm. Right now, Chris and I are just doing the small events little by little, raising money. So yeah, even smart. if it's a couple hundred dollars a week or whatever it is, if we keep saving that, which we don't have much to spend on besides like our bottles and all that, if we keep saving all these like $100, $1,000, this and that, eventually we'll be saving up to like get to that stage. So uh, in, like most companies just in the beginning, they go, all right, let's... Red Bull, let's get our bottles outsourced right now and then we'll make our own and then we'll just sell and market it. But like in these past five, six months, Chris and I have been not only learning the process of like what we're doing right and wrong before we become too professional, but we're finding out all like, yeah, all that stuff. Totally. Yeah. This is random, but how do you guys get the cold brew into the bottles? Because I'm looking at it right now, and the neck of the bottle is very small. Like, do you guys have a funnel? But even um, then, like, no, I'm so assuming that you brew it in these, like, giant gallon have, tubs. Tell, yeah. tell our, our bottling process. Yeah, yeah, we have... Explain a little bit. We have, like, a big, big stock pot that we brew in, like, a big metal thing. Okay. Um, thermometer, everything on there, like kind of looks like you're in a meth lab it's pretty funny um breaking bad vibes right no exactly and um then we basically put filters over the top of five gallon um like tubs kind of and um to filter the coffee through there after it's already been brewed um just in case any like coffee grounds or anything Mm. like that like seeped out of our filters within the stock pot um yeah and then after that that's when we will add like a little bit of sugar to every batch um stir it all together and then the the five gallon tubs that we have have like little spigots at the end that are skinny enough to fit in the bottle it's like so, a oh i see okay yes it's, like a, little, right, it's right. a dispenser got it yeah, like yeah. A, so it goes into yeah. the bottle okay so that makes like, sense like yeah you don't even see it coming out you just kind of see because the bottle's a little translucent yeah, so, oh so the, that makes it I thought you guys I don't know why I pictured you guys like hauling these like giant gallons <laughs> like picking them up I don't know why my mind uh, went there but it's a long process but like it's not too bad because yeah we uh so yeah it's not too labor intensive we usually like turn just on gotta, music it'll yeah. just be it'll we, be a little uh, repetitive but, we get yeah. we got those plastic bins that are they fit five gallons like after we stir the sugar we put the cap on and then 
Chris is the label guy. I'm the bottle guy. So mm. Chris labels a bottle, passes it to me. Do you have a steady hand to like put yeah. it on straight. Yeah, yeah, I feel like little, that would, I would be so bad at that. Yeah, you know, when when Chris like is like out of town or like this past one, he had me um like I did the labels because he couldn't. They're just all crooked. So <laughs> we we it's okay. It gives a character. We, st- we stick to our job, but um yeah. So Chris like does the label, passes it to me, and then I just with the spout or whatever, put some coffee and fill it to the top, cap it, put it put it down and then like after doing it next thing an hour and a half later listening to good music so it's not too bad hour and a half later we're like all right coffee's empty we count it's usually around 150 bottles per brew anywhere between like 140 to 155 and then put them in our we actually converted like uh this big chest freezer we Mm -hmm. have a temperature regulator so it can so it's now a fridge okay so it's what what temperature is it at like 45 wow, to 50 degrees and uh we just a fridge throw, is that like 36 yeah whatever yeah. it is and we just throw all them in there because we can like put a huge fridge in chris's room it wouldn't fit but uh <laughs> a chest freezer is perfect that it can like still pretty big yeah. yeah like it takes up a lot yeah. of my room <laughs> he doesn't think so <laughs> so um when you guys outsource like duffel or handle for example how many bottles are you giving them well you usually give them about 30 a week Oh, okay. Yeah, and we just started up with Handle again, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, because I saw on your Instagram story that, like, you sold out within, like, the first day or something, right? We sell more bottles at pop-ups. Okay. Um, yeah, so so Duffel's good, but I found out that not everyone Duffel's, not everyone, like, really wants to pay for, like, stuff delivered to them, mm-hmm. um, which might be, a, like, economical choice because it's, like, I spend way too much money on Duffel, but... That being said, um, we mostly sell at pop-ups. We'll do a lot of those. We started out with, like, sorority brunches because mm-hmm. we had a lot of friends in the sororities. Um, so it was easy to get in contact with whoever we had to contact to get yeah. into it. Um, those would those were good. We'd usually sell, like, 20, 30 bottles every time. Um, and then we started kind of partnering with other brands, um, and that's where we kind of saw that we would do better better so like we would partner with usc vintage at first yeah and do pop-ups and then it'd be kind of more like like people are going there for that right it's not Mm -hmm. like they're just there and you're there too it's like oh they're going to shop and drink coffee whatever right or it's like there was like uh an event at five six said the other day where it was like live music and like um a few like kind of like merchandise vendors and Mm -hmm. us um and so it's like those events we've learned are a lot better and we go there and we'll sell say like 60 bottles or something like that um the thing about duffel and handle it's it's great that like we're on there because it's just a steady income and it's a way for people to buy bottles when we're not doing an event since our events are just on the spot or like they're not every day they're not the same time it's just depends on like what event is happening at that at that day. So with Duff One Handle, it gives people the chance of buying them whenever, which is great for us. But yeah, like Chris was saying, most of our sale, if we're doing a pop-up event, or if it's like a big one like the market today, we sold 65 there, which was in two hours, which is great for yeah. us. Um, and then it also gives a way for, Chris and, Chris and I are like, I think we're the best at giving our pitch. Mm. So in person, people, for you guys. people like try and mm-hmm. people that don't really like coffee or just don't want to try it. We just all we need is them to try it. Once they get that right. first sample, I would say most time they end up buying one just because they like it and like the story we tell them. Totally, yeah. And it's like um, a lot of people don't 
like trying new products unless you give them a reason to or unless they see other people doing it. Yes. And so that's been cool, right? So at first we, like, it was our friends that just wanted to support us and they didn't really care, like, whether it was that good or not. (laughs) And then, like, they started putting their friends on it and their friends actually liked it, right? And so they started sharing it with their friends and, like, telling them about it. And, like, people come and be like, oh, my God, my friend told me about this. And you'll have, like, no mutual friends with that person. And so it's cool to see it get, like, all the way back to you. Um... Yeah. You kind of forgot the question. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I was going to say, oh, for like duffel and handle specifically, even just having your product on there is good for brand recognition. Because if people, I mean, USC students obviously are using handle and duffel. So if they see it on there, maybe they don't buy it then. But if they go to Trojan Marketplace, for example, and they are like, oh, yeah, I've seen that logo before. Like, I'll give it a try. So definitely, it's all just beneficial in its own way. And it's like really, really cool because now it's like, people will just like like multiple apartment buildings have like reached out and just be like hey like can we just oh yeah buy? i saw that right and they'll just be like hey can we just buy um say like 60 bottles off of you for this event we have coming up and that's cool because then they give it out for free and so we're getting it out to more people mm-hmm. and they're just paying us up front we don't even have to sell it yeah. it is like the like the duffel and handle so we were on duffel and we stopped being on handle and like Handle saw that our sales at Duffel were great. We were restocking like sooner than we should have. So then Handle wanted to be involved. And same thing with apartment buildings. When we go to Element or 505, that's when other places want to get involved. So like once you get one of these, if it's a frat house, if it's an apartment building or whatever, when you get into one, you open up a whole new market. Mm-hmm. At USC, everything's the same market, which is USC students. But then there's like smaller markets within that big market, which is yeah, apartment building. The, the row freshman dorms all this stuff so when you when we get into one it op- it opens everything up and like that's been super helpful for us because when we think we finished one market like when we did all the sorority brunches we go where do we go next and then that following weekend we get a, someone dming us for a new event yeah totally i also yeah. i also saw recently that usc's not gonna have plastic bottles anymore starting like july i dm that to bert first. today i was like yeah. oh no <laughs> you guys should try to hop on that and yeah. sell rancho and, and like seeds or something so yeah seeds is seeds has definitely been a goal for us seeds has been something we've mentioned before we'll get there too we will get there yeah. um just a matter of time <laughs> but yeah um we we are open to changing our bottle mm-hmm. um oh wait is it not glass no. no, it's plastic. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many people think so, it's glass. Wait, I actually like held it, it and literally thought it was glass. Really? Yeah, Interesting. No, it's, okay. It's nice, like amber plastic, but um, we thought about doing glass. We wanted oh, to do glass at the beginning, okay. and that was going to be really expensive. Yeah. Because we were buying in such small quantities, so eventually we could get there. Or um, I feel like somewhere has to make a glass version of that. Could, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Oh, okay. That it's was our, our initial thought was glass, and then we looked it up, and it's like it's we, would be, we would have to sell the bottle for like $10 if we're making glass yeah. at this scale. So right. when we start, when we outsource and then buy more more bottles, then we could probably do glass because it would, honestly, glass at like a manufacturer is probably going to be cheaper than the plastic we're buying now. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like the shipping we're paying on ours since we're just doing normal it's like if we're buying off Amazon, mm-hmm. it's basically the same thing. And the shipping for that is taking already so much of our sales. So yeah. when you do like a bulk order, then it probably shipping's free or whatever it is. Cause I do really like the bottle. Like it, it's, I don't know, it's iconic for the brand I feel like. And yeah, you can there's like really, them around. yeah, there's really no other 
it's unique drink that I can yeah. think of that looks like that. Yeah. Mm. It's an interesting shape. <laughs> So now I want to ask you guys about merchandise because you guys tease a lot on the Instagram. <laughs> um, so what can we expect in the yeah. merchandise department for Rancho? Um, Cause I'm, I guess the merch was maybe kind of my baby at the beginning and it's grown to be like just this thing that we're both like really, really excited for. Um, but yeah, we wanted to release something that like people could just wear, like first and foremost, we could wear at our pop-ups mm-hmm. and then other people could wear it too. Um, and we wanted to make it nice. We we like doing things well with our coffee and we like doing things well with our merch. Um, and so I made a mock-up and posted it on our Instagram. I made a mock-up of a hoodie. Um, like The hoodie didn't exist and posted it on our Instagram, I think maybe in November. Um, and was just kind of teasing it. I just said Rancho merch like coming soon because I sure I was like sure we were gonna do it pretty soon. <laughs> um, and then the response we got was wild. It was like it was like when are you guys dropping? I want to buy this right now. Like like people thought that we were like already like doing it. And so then we kind of had to get on that right. We were mm-hmm. like, okay, like, yeah, do it. <laughs> people want it. Yeah. Um, and so we um, came up. We spent a lot of time coming up with like a hat, a shirt and um, a hoodie, which we're most excited about. Um, And like a lot of that was designing it, but most of it was like sourcing what blanks we wanted. We wanted like really nice blanks, talking with different manufacturers, what can you do? Um, With with merch, the two things (laughs) that I've learned that I didn't know before just about all of merch, merchandise, is that one, it's a way worse like process than you would everything. Oh my God. It's yeah. uh, been just super long and all that, but I guess it, that adds to like our hype and Chris and even Chris and I wanted to see it. But th- that leads to the second that I never realized how, like how much fans or customers or whatever it is, want to see merch because we talked about it. We've showed some photos and all this, but the more people are waiting and just like, it's crazy every day we're getting a text a phone call or even in person like people want our merch now they see us wearing their hat and they're like they're trying to like take the hats now it's, it's <laughs> which um, you guys don't sell the hats we don't sell so okay we got our shirts and our hats um a couple of days ago okay and like last week and we didn't want to release them without releasing the hoodies mm, and so I we were see. waiting but we're for doing the a, we're in. doing one event yeah where we just we're, sell we're all gonna do like a launch party all of it and That'd be so, fun. Um, so our hoodies actually come in today like 30 minutes after this interview ends Ooh. which we're really really excited to see gotta but, run um, home and open the package yeah, that's the best <laughs> Chris and I every right. year like is it today is it today yeah, yeah. it's like Christmas <laughs> but um no it's it's been great and um we ran into a lot of obstacles just with sourcing blanks and stuff like that realized it was gonna be more expensive than we thought it was merch um, is always more expensive than you think absolutely yeah. yeah and like you always assume like oh like the company making this merch is like doing such a big markup on this, like not no. not always, like yeah. especially when we're buying in like lower quantities mm-hmm. than we are. We're like we're doing a pretty limited stock. Um, it it does take money to even like like talk to some of these manufacturers that do things well. You know? Yeah, but with our with our merch, Chris and I, the one thing that we agreed with agreed on in the beginning was that most companies, like most. Let's say coffee companies or any beverage company, if they have merch, it's just oh a t-shirt, a hat, a sweatshirt, whatever it is. But it's like cheap links. It's 
their logo. That's about it. And they make it just a print of yeah their logo. We're caring more about like how it's trendy. It's a lifestyle yeah. type business. We're not just coffee, but we're more rancho. So we went with the higher end blanks. We went with like we got um a whole design. Like we paid a we paid for our sweatshirt design. We cared more about like spending those extra week or two or even a month or two to get it right and like we want to make it exclusive so it sells out. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like more about which will probably lead to like our next conversation, but we care more about like the lifestyle type of it instead of just oh this is our product this is what we sell. Yeah. Right. We do want to make Rancho more of like a brand um, and less of like just a coffee company. Mm-hmm. You know, and a, obviously a very obvious direction to take a company that you want to be more than what it is is like merchandise at first. Um, and from here we can go a lot of different directions, right? We can. Um, like you probably we've talked about doing like a boat party in like Catalina, right? And like mm-hmm. in order to go you have to like I don't know, say so like be this level of a customer. You know what I mean? Like it's by this many ranches like a week usually, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. We really haven't nailed things down, but we wanna give back to our customers and really make it a community more than anything else. Yeah. Um, something people are happy and like proud to be a part of and feel that they've helped grow too because they really have. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a natural projection for companies is like uh, one that comes to mind is like the Mayfair group for example like all they do is sell merch now but like they started as like a social media company like representing like social media presence and things like that so i feel like that's a smart um long-term goal yeah and this this first drop of our merch it's going to be pretty easy to sell just because like when you live in a frat house when you live on the row yeah all these people that even your friend like most of the or all the people that are going to be buying this are going to be our friends and our Mm -hmm. family but then that's going to it's going to lead to like it's the grow. drop two, drop three, and then there um, <laughs> is where it's going to really pick up. So like our goal is people buy this, we sell out, but when you're going to class, everyone's wearing our hats or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then people like it, they see it, and then they start asking us where to get them. We're like, sorry, that drop's finished, but next time we'll inform you on our Instagram and you could hopefully get that. Right. Again. Like before we place the order, we kind of were gauging interest for like a week or two. Um and we upped however many, like how many hoodies and like a few products we're gonna do um, because we're like, okay, we can sell out if we only ordered this much. And then we ordered a number that we could still sell out of because we do want there to be like a little bit of exclusivity of it. You know what I mean? It's like- I mean, that's what drives people. Exactly, and if you want it and you wanna be a part of the community, then like come get it, you know, come to our event. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, and if you can't make it or you like aren't motivated enough but you still want it then like you can always get in on the next round you mm-hmm. know? yeah it's like mad happy like how they only put out like a certain amount of sweatshirts like they have the drops and mm-hmm. I don't know that feeling of like scarcity drives people to buy it and then it sells out and then everyone else is like wait I want that so right. mad yeah. happy was one of the sweatshirt companies that like I'm not saying based off of but was definitely influenced by like when yeah. we were looking at it we were like we want our we want our quality to be like that. We want the mm-hmm. exclusivity to be like that. Absolutely, so. yeah. And there's like, like that's where we like kind of take a lot of this stuff from, you know mm-hmm. what I Because mean? we've never had like really clothing companies, you know? And so it's like we look to brands that are doing it right and try to replicate what we like about them. Yeah. Mad Happy especially has been such like a change maker for apparel and mm-hmm. just like how, or I guess like the business strategy behind these like, 
sweatshirt and loungewear companies, it's pretty remarkable. But Chris, but, mm-hmm. Chris and I still have to. I, I always tell him this, like we still have to be a. Yeah, you care- still gotta be yourself. You still gotta yeah. be careful because, like, with merch, you can get carried away, especially yeah. when, when this happens. Like, people will love it, and then we're gonna like. At the end of the day, we're still a coffee company. Yeah. Right. So. The main, the main goal of merch is to promote our coffee, right? Is so that when people are walking around wearing Rancho merch, people are like, oh, I want a coffee. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't yeah, forget yeah. where you came from. Exactly. You know? yeah, <laughs> no, we, we absolutely want to like see how far we can take coffee. But we are excited just for our first like merch event and even putting on the hats because we have the hats so far like it's it's awesome putting it on and being like all right this is our company like this is what we made it's a it's a good feeling So next, since Perspective is an extension of Spec Magazine, a fashion, lifestyle, culture, and wellness magazine, we are going to ask some questions regarding those topics. So this is going to be a speed round of question, guys. So just answer with whatever comes to mind, super easy, and we'll just jump right into it. But before you start, did anyone ever tell you that you have a good podcasting voice? You do have a good. I was thinking that. Thank yeah. you. I was thinking that during your like initial intro that we listened to. Thank you. Yeah. I'm from the Midwest and people, Midwesterners like always have like anchor jobs at like news stations because their voice is like neutral. It's uh-huh. not, doesn't have necessarily like an mm. accent. So right, right. thank you. <laughs> really capitalizing on my <laughs> Midwestern roots here. <laughs> okay. So to jump in, what is a trend that you participated in that you wish you hadn't? Hmm. Um, I did the bottle flip challenge. Okay. I think like, like a thousand too many times. Yeah. We're, didn't we all? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> In like sixth grade. And I think I also was still dabbing when it became cringy. I was, I was about to say dab. That was one yeah. that just like had that ever started. Yeah. But I did it. When I was writing I these questions it. for myself, I thought of the Adidas superstars. I was so excited to get oh, those, those were shoes. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. But I, they looked like bowling shoes. Why did I do that? They looked, <laughs> they were so bad. But that was, that's my regret. Um, what is your go-to coffee order? Go-to coffee order, Rancho Cold Brew. Rancho, that's it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, the I thing feel is, you guys are gonna say that. The thing is, we can, you can mix Rancho up there, right? So you can like combine it with yeah. milk. You can. Um, we put in like you know the like Patron like Exo Cafe tequila like the like coffee. Oh tequila. yeah, yeah. We like love combining it with that mm-hmm. if we're like pre pre gaming or something like that or like Bailey's or anything like that. But, yeah. yeah. But the thing like with the Rancho, not even just like advertising it, but most like most college people are lazy, including myself. So getting like thinking of an order is even just like too much work for me like what do, what do I want right now it's like girls are, girls are good at it but guys aren't like okay. do, do I want like coffee. that sweeter yeah. like that like frappuccino like milkshake type thing or do I want an iced coffee what when you have ranch it's like already prepared in mm-hmm. the bottle yet it's still fresh it's not like going to Target and getting one of those Stumptown coffee or whatever it is that like has been there for a month so Honestly, like even if I have Starbucks for free in front of me, still gonna drink Rancho because I think it tastes good and it's just super easy. Okay, Fast. favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, I'm a mint and Oreo guy. Mine's kind of complex. It's Mine. the um, it's the Ben and Jerry's the Tonight Dough one. Okay. Do you know which one I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. It's like it's one of the talk show hosts. Yes. And it's like his little collab with them, but it has like it has like cookie dough and like 
I don't know, vanilla and some other That's such a bad answer. Just give like a... No, no, that's fair. I like fish food. You like fish food? Yeah, have you had that flavor? Oh, yeah. No, not like the the ice cream flavor. The Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yeah, it's so good. Ice cream's like my favorite dessert ever, so I'm very... I'm not picky. you say, Berg? Now your answer sounds lame. I'm a mint or Oreo guy, and if you're ever at like an ice cream shop that has mint with Oreos in it, it's just like I'm automatically getting it. Yeah. yeah. You see it super rarely, but like you'll see it once in a while. I like like lemon gelato or like lemon sorbet. Dude, what's wrong? I'd rather you? have ice cream. Dude, what? <laughs> also, you know right. mint ice cream's good when it's not that like neon color. It has you, to be like Have you ever seen white mint ice cream? Oh yeah. It's great. It's so good. That's when you know. And there's there's like not chips, but there's chunks mm-hmm. of chocolate. Yep. Yeah. Um what motivates you? It's kind of a deep question, but uh, it can be simple. Um, what motivates? Uh, well, you think what motivates me is like just being busy. I hate lying lying around or just like being unproductive. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm not a morning person, like it takes me a while to get up, and I hate just getting out of bed. Like once I get up and I'm doing stuff, it just like that's what motivates me. And like ha- being busy, so doing this and then going off to something, and like at the end of the night when I'm ready to relax and like I'm actually tired because I did stuff is like the best feeling for me yeah I totally um, agree I think for me it's like wanting to be successful um and like obviously everyone wants to be successful but I think it was like like in like high school and stuff I went to like a private school and like my parents were like definitely like like I had it very very well off you know and like they paid for my high school um and like but it's like, I was going to a very affluent school, you know what I mean? Um, and so I always felt like I had to like keep up a little bit financially um, and like that sort of thing. And then like, obviously you get to USC and nothing really changes <laughs> in terms of that. Um, and I like like doing like fun and like nice things and like kind of realize that you like have to like kind of work your ass off to get to a point where you can do that. Yeah. Um, and so that's what makes me like want to work so hard and want to build something successful is mm-hmm. that so I can like basically like set up my life so that I have enough like free time to like go and like have these experiences, like spend time with my future kids, like do these things where I'm not like just like always in the office. Yeah. And also being at USC, like what motivates me is being around other motivated people because I'm, I don't want to be the person that's like left behind. You know what I mean? So I'm like, right. got to keep up with them. Totally. And like we all like push each other. If you like, want like a actually great answer that is rancho related chris chris and i are like are always tired when we do these events like we hate giving the speech over and over but at the end of an event when we sell out that is honestly chris and i like agree that is the best feeling when we look in our cooler and if we brought 30 bottles or 75 bottles if the cooler's empty and we're like you know you and i just sold all this that's the most motivating thing like we go right back into his room and we just start like grinding and working yeah so when when we succeed even like on the day like if the day was successful mm-hmm. chris and i are the most motivated and that's when like we do the most work mm-hmm. totally yeah. like you would think that after doing like a three-hour pop-up we'd just be exhausted and like we are but that's also when we're the most motivated you know mm-hmm. and so then we'll just like we'll keep going we'll be like we gotta do this we gotta do this we gotta do well because it shows our hard work like gave us profit or whatever it is like there was a reward out of us working hard so we want to do more yeah we probably would have done that today 
Yeah. If, yeah. You want to hear a funny story? Let's hear so, it. Okay, so we had like a marketplace today and um, we sold out. So we were like all stoked. We were coming back to my car and I just see like a ticket on my car. Well, Chris, we before the event, like as we're walking oh, to the event, Chris goes, I've never gotten a ticket before. Oh, and it's like, always. That's, yeah, right? You should have like, known right oh, there. Go, Chris, I, I always get tickets in LA. He goes, yeah. well, I never get tickets. I'm immune, basically. I'm and, immune. Uh, yeah. I was, Famous I last words. Immune, right? And so I, I see the ticket on my dash and I'm like, oh, like, come on. Okay. And um, so I'm not feeling great about it. And then I go around to open my door and someone had. Well, explain broken, your car. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's a, it's an old Jeep Wrangler with like, I never put the top on yeah. the tops off. Um, and so someone had gone into my car and ripped out like my car stereo. Really? And so there's like a hole in my dashboard. And I was just like, oh my God, like someone just stole it. Yeah. Wait, so did you have a ticket as well? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Wait, like separate no. events. Yeah. There's That's a back so terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope the person gave you a ticket before this whole stereo situation because if they just I think saw so. that, that so, would yeah, suck. So there's like a like security office right there. And when I was like, hey, like did that camera see anything? And they called me a little while ago and they're like, yeah, like we saw the dude that did it. And like, you guys like almost walked up on him doing it. Like you're like a few minutes behind. <gasps> and Chris yeah. and I in the walk, oh my gosh. the walk between That's the event crazy. and the car, which is like a block. It's super short. We're like such a good feeling. So now we did so much. <laughs> <laughs> <And then, boom. laughs> Great day. And then like, you just like, got no, double fucked. Like, <laughs> so an hour there. Just like, yeah. Wait, that's actually crazy. Okay. Uh, did anyone like raise an eyebrow, like seeing a guy or girl just like walking down the street with a stereo? Like that's Well, explain. He was very flashy. Okay. You said. Yeah. Was- so like they called me and they're like, okay, we saw him like, and the description was, I guess he was like a heavy set male with, he was riding like a beach cruiser bike that was black with like okay. red and like white rims or something oh, so, so it's was, like if we see him we'll know we see him yeah but interesting chris texted our uh texted our, our like our, fra- our frat group chat and was like if you see a guy with red wheel bike driving around like like find him <laughs> bring him back to me <laughs> get my stereo back no he sent like a little fleet of pledges out to scope him out oh my gosh <laughs> like go find this guy okay next question you're on aux so what song are you gonna play Oh, it changes every week. See, I would have a different answer if it was yesterday, but today when Chris and I were bottling coffees, we're like, I wish there was a, (laughs) Chris Chris was like, I wish there was a coffee song. And then he looks it up and it's like, what what was it called? It was like a jazz coffee brewing song that he just like found online and we played it on repeat for like an hour today. It was so funny. So I'd say that's our rancho song, but my, my go-to song is... Is Ghost Town by Kanye? That always, that always gets me in a good mood. Yeah, no, I'm I'm so bad at favorites, and I don't know if it's like an ADHD thing or what, but it's like I think right now it's like Heartbeat by Claptown, and it's like I had to like look at the name of that song, you know, because it yeah. changes every single day, and it's always just like whatever song I just like liked at the top of my playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys country music fans? I'm not. Not really, and like. Guys, it's funny. that's so fitting for your brand. <laughs> I Come know, on. Right? You can like, say we are. I know, like not. all the country's classics, my favorite. So. All really? aux at one of your events and just do country. Yeah. People might might like it. Well, they're gonna love it once they hear it. <laughs> for a rancho event, it'll work. Yeah, out. people don't we give country do. a try. I talk about this every podcast. People are probably sick of it, but I'm just really passionate about country music. <laughs> I was just like, I was really here. She goes again. I was raised in South Florida. There's no country music there, so like, it's just I'm not used to it. 
Maybe one day I'll get into it, but not yet. I think if you listen to it, you would get into it. But, like, I never really got into... Like, you know, like, the sing-alongs. You gotta know those for, like, like high school parties and stuff. Yeah. Like, the ones that, like, they'll always sing. But, like, other than that, didn't... My vocabulary is not really good. I'm disappointed. I had hope for you guys, given the branding, (laughs) but it's okay. Well, send us a playlist. Yeah. I have lots of country playlists, so... (laughs) Sweet. Um, Do you have a style icon? ASAP Rocky. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, I think he's like, he like kind of like pushes the line, but in like a really cool way. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like a weird, weird answer, but like a young DiCaprio, like all those young actors. <laughs> yeah, they they used to have a sick style, like the in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not like a exact person. It's no, like, it's like classy. It's, it's like a style, a little yeah. preppy like almost. Era. Exactly. Yeah, I was preppy in my old days, but. I was, too, I was preppy. I was so preppy in, like, middle school. And then it became, like, like eighth, ninth grade became, like, frat attire, right? So it was, like, Patagonia, mm. New Balances. Yeah. Like, Vineyard Vines. Like, like everything vineyard I vines. thought that frat yeah. attire was. Um, and then after that, it just kind of became whatever and, like, developed a lot. Chris and I both adapt to... Well, I didn't know Chris in high school, but, like, I've known him the first week no, of, right, of freshman yeah. year, and, like, our style in the past year or two has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, when, you live, LA, when you live yeah. in L.A., like, I, when I go home for, like, break or summer, and I see my friends, they have the same style, and then you're like, yeah. all of our L.A. friends have evolved so much. In yeah. You get more adventurous living here. You see something cool, and you're like, I'll try oh, that. that's cool, and I can try it here, because everyone will just, like, think it's cool or, like, mm-hmm. not care. I think yeah. Chris, like, each, like, each month yeah. has a new ring on his finger. <laughs> but then, like, I don't, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. like, never all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe something like emo over here. Like, <laughs> something I like is that people kind of get dressed up for class here, and yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing, but... I'm really happy. Like my friends from high school, like I, they usually just go to class and like they said it's normal just to wear like a hoodie and like shorts, whatever. Very chill and comfortable. And I mean, I like chill and comfortable clothing as well. But I don't know. I kind of like like getting ready for the day, putting on a good outfit that I feel good in. And well, we're super lucky that we're not going to school in the cold. And that's just, very just true. Wear a jacket. Yeah. And sweat. I know the nice weather does help a lot. It, it just puts you in a better mood, and then when you're in a yeah. better mood, you mood you dress like nicer and it's all a, it's all an effect on each other yeah point. I feel like it is and like also students here will wear like shorts and hoodies but they'll be like $500 hoodies and like they'll like make them look all yeah, nice yeah it still and, somehow like, looks you know really what I cool. mean like yeah they're always like dripping a little bit mm-hmm. okay what's one of your favorite Instagram accounts ooh um I think Friday Beers is really funny. Okay. They make, like, video montages, kind of, of, like, I don't know, like, classic, like, videos or, like, scenes from movies or whatever, and then just kind of do spoofs of them. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say? I have no idea. Maybe I have a type of favorite... Didn't Like, this isn't the same question, but my favorite type of video on social media is like coming home videos. I love those. And like, it's like a military oh, soldier or something. Yeah. And they, and like they come home and surprise their family. Those just are always the best, but I don't have a favorite account. Cause all these accounts that are like, let's say Barstool who used to be funny or used to post sports is now like mm-hmm. all these accounts, even sports center, they just want to get more content and like more views. A lot of companies. So they're posting awful stuff that has nothing yeah. to do with what their like actual image and brand is. A lot of companies didn't really like grow or like scale. Well, you know what I mean? Like I would say like Nelk is like 
a good example of them losing their older fan base. They're just trying to make money. They're trying to make money, and so they're appeasing their really young fan base. So it's like now, like, Nauk is a little bit of a meme to, like, say, like, our friend group, because it's like... Cause it's like you see all these like like I taught a summer camp with like twelve year olds over like a few summers ago, and like the twelve year olds were like, "Oh, what's your shotgun time?" Like, like full send. Oh God! And I was like, "Okay, not so like now what anyone I would that says be it after no. that is just like I can't take them seriously." Yeah. Well, kids are <laughs> just like like awful. middle schoolers. We sucked when we were in middle school, but they're just getting worse and worse as the years go. They're not. Yeah, I think we were. Probably, I don't even know. I won't comment on it. In our own ways, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone looks back on their like middle school years and like I feel like regret something or just like I don't know. You're trying to figure out who you are, so it mm. makes sense that like everyone looks back. What's at your time favorite really. Instagram account? Yeah. Ooh, um, that's a hard. You should be question. answering these with us. I know. Um, recently I've been liking. Um, I forget her last name, but it's like Remy. She's like a Revolve girl, but she like keeps it so real. Like she covered a lot of things about Coachella and she like was talking about about how much she like didn't like it. And it was just like really refreshing. I don't know. She's really cool. Um, And then I love Acquired Style on Instagram. These are all like influencers. So I don't know if that's very interesting, but um, I'm trying to think of other. Oh, shout out the car mom. On Instagram, yes. Okay, one of my um, like childhood best friends and best friends in high school. Her sister started this Instagram account called the Car Mom, and um, she reviews cars from a mom's perspective. And it's like the smartest. She's like such a businesswoman, such a boss. Like, I don't know. I really look up to her. She's. she's I look into it. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, and there's such a market for that. Like, you wouldn't think there is. I guess just being like in college, but I mean. I don't know like she she's very knowledgeable and it's uh-huh. even though I'm not buying cars right now or right. a mom it's just so fun to look at and you probably know a whole lot more about cars now right yeah I mean she talks a lot about like how to buy a car how to negotiate like certain deals and I don't know it's super super interesting but I feel like I'll be ready to buy a car when once I get there <laughs> you know what to get yeah, yeah exactly okay um I feel like I always end on this question, but I like to keep it positive towards the end. Um, what's something you're grateful for? I'm grateful for my family. Um, coming out to California, like it's not like just like a drive away anymore. You mm-hmm. know, it's now Same. like a flight away, and I have to like plan going back. And like I wish I could see them more. And that's something that's difficult with like like having a business too. Like right, like. Um, Cause it's like, especially with a partner too, cause it's like, we have to communicate when we're going home to yeah. each other. Um, like if we're going to miss this pop-up or whatever, you know what I mean? Like we'll always pick up the slack, but it's like, it's made it a lot more difficult to just like go home if we want to, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful for them and I like don't talk to them as much as I'd like to. Um, but when I do it, just like we pick up immediately where we left off. They're always wondering what like new stuff I'm doing. And they're always, like, so interested and supported and supportive of, like, whatever that is. And so I'm just, like, always really grateful for that, and it keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my answer is similar, but I'm going to go a little more broad. I'll just say I'm, like, super grateful for the people I'm around all the time. So, like, if it's my family with business, so, like, they're always asking me questions on how they can help. They're, like, being so supportive. Like, if I need money, if, like, say we, we can't afford something, Chris and I, or just, like 
if we need connections with, for example, our nutrition facts, like my dad reached uh, reached out to someone to help me and like all that stuff. They've just been super helpful with that. But also like friends here, we've been talking about this whole entire podcast, how our friends have been like so involved in this. And it's even though Chris and I run the business, like they actually help us out so much. They do free marketing for us. They mm -hmm. tell like they just they tell everyone they're super supportive in that. And then it's just like being at USC, our whole thing is that we don't even reach out to people, but like people reach out to us and that's just from mutual conne like connections and everyone just being connected. So I think the fact that we're in a place where like we have all these opportunities and helpful resources around us is like huge, not just for a business, but for anything. If, if we drop Rancho, today and like start another career I believe we'll have just as many connections to be helping us in any field we want to go in yeah totally totally yeah and like we would not like Berkshire we would not be where we are today like or even close without the support of like our friends and like people that have like kind of like hopped onto what we're doing along the way so we're mm -hmm. really really thankful for them Well, it looks like we've come to the end of another episode of Perspective. Make sure to follow SpecMag USC on Instagram to get updates about new episodes. And make sure to check out Rancho Cold Brew on Instagram. Chris and Burke, thank you so much for sitting down with me today and chatting it up. It was lovely getting to know Rancho a little bit better and hearing about your origin story as a company and your long-term goals. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, thank you, Chloe. This was great. Of course. Everyone try Rancho. Um, try it out for yourself. See what how energized it truly makes you feel. <laughs> okay, so I feel like that brings us to the end. I'm your host, Chloe Kopsky. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Perspective. Talk to you on our seventh episode with another talented USC student.